Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rock and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Dave Thong! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here. Oh, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Hello, everybody, and welcome the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. Sal is here. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Adam? Is it just a <laughs> me and you show? <laughs> Tis indeed. Tis indeed. I am um, suffering, but uh, yeah. Why are you suffering? Apparently, there's a national Adderall shortage. <laughs> and guess who it finally hit? <gasps> this guy. So you just can't get the medication, or they give yeah. you like a generic. Nobody fucking has it. Um. So, uh, I haven't taken any since Sunday. Hmm. It's Thursday. Hmm. I am uh, tired as fuck. Uh, the irritability seems to have gone away, but it uh, apparently is also giving me the shits. So that's fun. Hmm. Um, I thought maybe it was the fact that I went to TGI Fridays for the first time in like 8 million years uh, before Vengeance Day on Saturday. Uh, but no, apparently it's fucking Adderall withdrawal that is giving me stomach aches for the past f- four fucking days. So. so for some reason it never occurred to me that in the United States uh – People who have different mental disorders and, and, you know, issues, for lack of a better term, um, could possibly be without the me- their medication due to a shortage and with no alternative in sight. Have you talked to your PCP and, like, have they offered you any suggestions? Uh, well, my psychiatrist, and um, yeah, I called around to a bunch of pharmacies today, and nobody fucking had any, so I couldn't just say, hey, send my prescription to this pharmacy, because they have it. Um, her suggestions were, uh, I could go, I could switch back to Ritalin, uh, 
which we tried second and didn't do shit for me. Mm. Uh, or uh, we could switch to this uh, this new product called Vivance, which is apparently all the rage nowadays as sort of like a uh, – it's similar to Adderall, but it's somehow different. I don't know. But I, I checked my fucking health insurance's website. And uh, in the ongoing saga of my health insurance fucking sucks, they don't cover Vivance, and a 90-day supply was over $1,000. So that's not going to work. Now, they won't cover it even if you got um, a pre-auth from your doctor? No. What the fuck? This medication (laughs) is not covered. (sighs) And when is this uh, Adderall shortage supposed to end? Lord knows. I'll tell you uh, what. If they have it down here in this state, I'll I'll snatch them up for you. <laughs> Please don't admit to committing crimes on the podcast. Why? They can't see me. <laughs> uh, we can talk about 2K23 if you want, but um, how's your week been, buddy? Uh, well, it's been okay. Um, my mother-in-law has COVID, which is kind of ironic because she was complaining that she didn't feel good yesterday and she was like, feel my forehead. Do I feel hot? And I'm like, ma, if you're sick, I don't want to feel your forehead because I don't want to fucking get sick. And then today she tested and she had COVID. (laughs) Everybody else tested negative because we had a whole bunch of home tests. Um... So she's just going to stay in her room for like the next week. Still a fucking thing, folks. And I'm like, I don't feel bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Especially with the whole feel my forehead thing. I was like appalled. I was like, wait, nuts? (laughs) If you're you're sick, get the fuck away from me. Um, That being said, I did just get um, a booster and a flu shot about two weeks ago. There you go. I forgot to grab a drink. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm uh, going to do my taxes this weekend, so I gotta, hopefully I get my refund soon. Got to figure that out. Yeah, we got to do ours. Yeah. Uh, I went to the grocery store on, on Monday because I took Monday off because I wasn't feeling well. Uh, fucking stomachache. And uh, I had to go to the grocery store three times to make sure I to get all the stuff I needed for supper because... Um, in order to make this chicken dish, the first time I forgot the fucking chicken and uh, and a vegetable to go along with it. And then the second time, as I was reading the instructions, I went, oh, fuck, I didn't get the can of fucking condensed soup that I need. So I had to go back to the fucking store to get a can of condensed soup to make this fucking recipe. Do they uh, have self-checkout at your grocery store? Uh, not. A, I went to Aldi for the soup because I only get the one thing. I know that's one. I know they have that there. Aldi is one of those stores where if I need a very specific thing and I happen to know that Aldi carries that very specific thing, I will go to Aldi for that specific thing. But Aldi is not a store that I could do my regular grocery shopping at because yeah. it's fucking weird. Yeah, I'm struggling to find a decent supermarket these days. The one in my, the one closest to me, the Stop and Shop, sucks and they're always out of everything. And they have like two people working on a weekend <laughs> as far as the cash registers go. The, the Aldi by my house, so I, I, I can't speak for any other Aldi because I haven't ever been to any other Aldi, but the Aldi by my house, 
for anybody who doesn't know, Aldi is like a discount grocery store chain where their big thing is you put a quarter in the slot to get your cart, and then when you're done and you put the cart back in, it gives you your quarter back. I don't fucking know. I never use a cart. Uh, but the down down when I, when you walk in down the down the right side of the shop because it's in a strip mall. It's a fucking it could be a fucking Spencer Gifts if you wanted it to be. It's that fucking space in the strip mall. It's next to the oh. Skechers store. Um, the, the the right side is the produce. Uh, the left side is the frozen. The back wall is the refrigerated. The middle. It's a fucking rodeo. Good luck. Just nice. happen to find what you're looking for in one of those three aisles. It might be there. Two of them could be fucking Valentine's shit. Who knows what you're going to find when you go to the fucking home. Mm. Do you have like a BJ's or a Costco near you? Uh, there is a BJ's. We're not members of the BJ's. I just uh, go to Hannaford's. Uh, yeah. Hannaford's is actually really good. They don't have one too close to me. It's like two or three towns over, but I like Hannaford's. Indeed. I'm surprised Indeed. you don't go to Demula's. Market Bucket? No, Market Bucket. <laughs> no, no. Only uh, it's Demula's I... in New Hampshire. It's Market Basket no, it's in not. Massachusetts. No, it's not. It's Market Basket. Um, the, if I if I'm going from work, there's a there's a Market Basket right near where I work. There's a Walmart there. I'll go to Market Basket there because the, but uh, no, if I'm going from the house, I'm just going to hand it. Nice. And I hate that Walmart is so much closer than Target because I fucking hate shopping at Walmart. Uh, yeah, I much prefer Target. But it's, but it's so much closer. It's a five-minute drive versus a 15-minute drive. Walmart's good for certain things, like Easter candy. Yeah. It's just coming up soon. Um, I mean, the shelves are already... There's Valentine's Day candy, but the shelves have tons and tons of Easter candy. And I'm like, we're yeah. just kind of skipping through holidays at this point. No, I'll go to I'll go to Walmart on Wednesday mm-hmm. and get all the seventy five percent off hot Valentine's Day candy, and I'm be good. Nice. Uh, how's work been? I'll have fucking Reese's Hearts for six months. Uh, works all right. We um, got the fucking Arctic chill last weekend. That was fucking fun. But. <laughs> Now, now, unlike our friends in Wisconsin... Tomorrow, it's going to be in the fucking 50s. So, yes. you know. I was going to say, unlike our friends in Wisconsin, where their Arctic chill lasts about mm, 60 days uh, at a time. <laughs> Ours only lasted like one day. Yeah, like two. Two. Oh, yeah, Friday and Saturday, fine. Um, Saturday and Sunday, brother. We had to uh, worry about the pipes freezing, but luckily they did not, because yeah. we kept the doors open in certain places. But somehow, Friday... Yeah, it was Friday and Saturday. Somehow I was off Saturday, even though I didn't have a show. So I got to watch Vengeance Day Live, which was nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, Friday, they, I, I, I was given the choice because of the weather that whether I was going to be in a step van or a regular van, and I will take any, any chance to be in a regular van over a step van. I will fucking take. But is it just? It was. Easier? It was cold. Yeah, it's you know the step van is what UPS drives the right. big fucking box versus 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 the regular prime van which is just a fucking Ram thirty one fifty whatever the fuck ProMaster uh, I just it's it's better because it has heat that works well at least you got your choice 
Yeah. Uh, the boss will do that if it's if it's extremely cold or in the summer if it's extremely hot. We get a choice, which is nice. I was um I was running around doing errands on Saturday morning and I was alright until the wind blew and it felt <laughs> like it was ripping my skin off. Yeah. Mind you, I fully bundled hat, gloves. Oh yeah. Jacket, hood. I was <laughs> I was in my house wearing a fucking sweater because it was so cold. My furnace was like, nah, fuck you. Sixty five is the best <laughs> I can do. And you're lucky you get that. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking cold. Yeah. And but like then my, said, my my weather thing popped up earlier and said tomorrow it's going to be fifty three. I'm like, okay, sure. It's the weirdest fucking shit, man. All that shit yeah. they warned us about when we were in high school that was going to happen to the planet is pretty much happening. Saturday it was negative 12. Sunday it was like 34, 4, 38, 42 degrees. Yep. Yeah. Climate change is a hoax. <laughs> uh, I actually, just because you said climate change, it made me think of something that happened in politics, but I'm not going to bring that up here. <laughs> Um, no, but we, it, we can talk about the State of the Union after the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the State of NXT after that show, shall we? Oh, segue, the Segway King. <laughs> Sal, Sal, the Segway King. Come on down for your segways. Sal, the Segway King. NXT Vengeance Day was Saturday evening. Uh, hell of a show from top to bottom, if I do say so myself. Um, we start, we got, uh, I got, I was able to, <laughs> I was able to wake Troy up from his slumber and get, get the, uh, get the verification code to log into Weebly so I could get the prediction results from that. Thank you very much to the 14 people who participated in the prediction contest, including Dr. Glashen, God's Juggalo, Jackson. Uh, <laughs> is that a dragon? No, Tay Cunty is actually that fat piece of shit top dollar. Uh, except it says that fat pissed of shit, which is something completely different. Uh, Sal Troy, me, uh, Jason, Fetus Rhodes, Smathers, Ginger, Dicko Loco, uh, Adrenaline Royal Soul, Greatest Rumble is Crossing Rhodes. Uh, you're getting there, Bruno. You'll figure it out eventually. Uh, and Bruno himself, 14 folks on the prediction contest this time. Um, all right. So we're in, uh, where the fuck are we? North Carolina? North Carolina. Because we're in, in Charlotte, yes, right? That's correct. That's so we get, a nice, we get a nice intro from Charlotte live in front of the crowd, taped God knows how long previous at the fucking Performance Center. But it was a nice, it was a nice video package. I thought. Sure. Charlotte's pretty good at the uh, voiceover Intro, intro stuff, not bad. I, know, I just thought it was so weird that it, that she was, yeah, and we're going on the run, and it's Vengeance Day, and I'm still in Orlando, but whatever. <laughs> yes, it was a little bit weird that it was a video pack, a pre-taped video package, but um, it takes a certain ability to be able to to do that and, and sound convincing and not like you're reading from a card and there's a few people that can do it john cena can do it mm -hmm. um triple h has been better at it since nxt started than when he was a wrestler 
And of course, Vince used to do it. Of course, Vince used to do it in his crazy car salesman voice. But, um, no, I thought Charlotte... Welcome, everyone! (laughs) Monday night! Yeah. Uh, But no, I thought Charlotte did a good nice job. Uh, Yeah, so we go to Charlotte. The setup was cool. I like the stage. I like the, 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 the... They love their LCD panels, their LED panels in the WWE. Um, yes, they do. But it was nice because it, it, it finally looked different from every other NXT show we've had for the past four fucking years. Um, uh-uh-uh. It, it was only since uh, the pandemic started, so literally like three years ago. No. Um, but yeah, we had an actual kind of a, we had a, little, a little bit of a stage, a little bit of a ramp. There was the, the nice big Charlotte crowd. Everybody was excited. It felt like a big show. It felt like it a did. big deal. And it shit out, because it was their first time on the road in, like you said, three and a half fucking years. So, uh, uh, we open with your NXT North American Championship match. Wesley defending his title against Donovan Dyed Black. Um, The fact that on February 4th, we have our likely match of the year. I thought, in this one. I thought this match was fantastic. Um, you ha- you apparently had a slight issue with Donovan Dijak's entrance being in black and white because uh, that was the first thing you texted me. Are you okay with this? I'm like, it's fine, I guess. Oh, I, okay, at this point, I get it. I've watched wrestling for a long, long, long time. Um, so my knowledge and my experience is vast, right? <laughs> and And I don't know, I'm just like sick of it, like the black and white entrance and then all of a sudden like the other cameras in color like when we cut to that it's just i'm over it i liked it when the nwo did it and then everybody <laughs> else has done it since i don't even care but it's the, it's the whole it's the whole get up it's the whole dijack thing and it's annoying because cross does it like cross literally still does it so yes. all right uh, but Wesley retains his title over Dijak and Dijak's dislocated middle finger. Oh. <laughs> At least he was nice enough to show us on social media that it is indeed broken. Yeah, at the end of the match, Dijak was flying there going, it was two. Yeah. Um, what'd you think? Uh, this match had a rare... Uh, you know, component where it got better as it went along. I thought it was good to start, but then it just kept getting better and better That's and rare. better. Okay. Um, usually, the, yeah, usually I can tell if a match is going to be a match of the year candidate, like right from the beginning. You know what I mean? This one, I was like, it's okay. And then I was like, oh, it's getting really good. And then I was like, oh, shit, I really don't know who's going to win this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as as you may have noticed last week, all of us homers uh, wanted Dijak to win. Uh, he did not. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was one of those uh, where watching it, I was like, okay, this, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. And I, I, I've said it before, I fucking love when that happens. I love when I can get fucking roped in. It's fucking great. Uh also, pool. this was Dijak's best match since the Keith Lee days. Fair, very fair. Um, split pretty much right down the middle. Um, as Adrenaline, uh, Dicko Loco, Smathers, Fetus Rhodes, 
Uh, Troy, Sal, and God's Juggalo get a point for picking Wesley uh, on that one. Uh, was that one, two, three, four, five? Yeah, seven and seven. Split right down the middle on the on the prediction contest, which is nice. Which is, is good to see. Uh, we like it when it's not super predictable. Not that that necessarily means it's bad, but you know what I'm saying. There were a couple matches on this card that were super predictable. <laughs> were. We'll get there. There were. Uh, up next, your NXT Women's Tag Team title match, Katana Chance and Caden Carter, defending against the makeshift team of Fallon Henley and Kiana James. <sighs> not as good. Not as good as your opener. <laughs> no, no it, it, was, it was okay. Um, they tried. Uh, you know, the big story is, is who was she on the phone with? <sighs> Surprise! No, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, and then and then uh, we get new champs. Henley and James win uh, because uh, Cam James holds Caden Carter's feet down or something so she can't kick out or whatever the fuck. Yeah, she was basically uh, stacked up with her feet. I mean, if her feet on the outside, the pinfall probably shouldn't count. But <laughs> but if the referee doesn't... Yeah, you can't, I can't call what I can't see. That's true. So... Yeah, but what, uh, unbeknownst to Fallon Henley, at least for that moment, uh, Kiana held her feet down and they got the win, and we have new tag team champs. And I was surprised. I was like, really? These two? I, I was <laughs> not, because uh, I picked them to win, uh, because I figured that's what we were doing, because this is very much giving me vibes of uh, Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin. Uh, these t- these two people don't like each other, and now they're the tag team champions. <laughs> Let this hijinks commence. Oh, we've uh-huh. done that so fucking much. <laughs> I think they did that with Matt Hardy and MVP at one point. They've done it eight million times. Yeah. Um, five folks picked Fallon and Kiana to win there. Uh, Bruno, uh, Dico Loco, uh, myself... Uh, is that a dragon? And Juggalo picked uh, uh, the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, catty bitches to win. Uh, so yeah, we get new, we get new champs, and then we had a nice surprise party on uh, on NXT on uh, on Tuesday night. That was that was super fun. We right? can we can tie in this episode uh, of, of, of NXT to our our Vengeance Day talk. Um, it was kind of a nice little thread throughout of of Fallon being like, "You need to tell Briggs who you're on the phone with," and Fenley be, I mean, uh, Kiana being like, uh, "No, we're we're totally just going to be champs and not talk about that." <laughs> well, then I'm going to tell him. Yeah. Uh yeah. Like I said, this. Uh... There were I would not say there were any bad matches. Much like I said for, for Survivor Series. Or not Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Um but there were matches that I wouldn't write home about. And this I think this falls into that category. There's yeah, nothing, I probably wouldn't watch there, it again. There was nothing special here. It was no. it was it was okay. It was passable, it was decent, it was not uh fantastic. Although did they? Did it seem that Kiana? I'm sorry, not Kiana. Did it seem that Katana and Caden were uh, getting a little bit heelish at times? 
Like I feel like we're, we're we yeah. might be slow burning a turn. Um, I feel like they have been doing that as well, and they certainly did. I think I feel like they did a bit more of that on Tuesday as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think that's I don't think that's breaking news. Like I said, like I said, I feel like they've been they've been leaning in that direction for a bit here. Um, because I feel I feel like this team of Fallon and Kiana, we're going off of Fallon as the face for yeah. the team. It's not Kiana as the heel who's leading things. So Fallon and Kiana, I would say, is a face team that has a heel on it, not the other way around. So. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, two out of three falls, Apollo Crews versus Carmelo Hayes. Uh, this was... Um, as expected, uh, a, a fantastic show for both for both fellas. Um, what I don't think anyone expected was uh, was the sweep. See, I thought you were going to say nobody expected that big lanky dude to come down to the ring. That don't talk about trick like that. <laughs> um, no, no one expected a sweep. Don't exactly know. About the use of, of Dabakato. Yes, Dabakato made his grand return uh, with his original uh, name. Uh, no longer a commander. He's been uh, he's been demoted. Um, and he beats the shit out of Apollo Crews after the match. Yeah, after uh, the match. So he shows up there, and you could have told the story of him costing Apollo the match. But instead, he's just kind of there. And doesn't really do anything. He kind of helps because he cuts because because Trick tries to get fucking and, and Dabakato cuts Trick off. Sure. Um, so yeah, it makes then, you think that Apollo on... loses anyways. Yeah. And I was then Daba Dabakato like helps Apollo up. Is like good job, buddy, and then just beats the beats the shit out. <laughs> yeah. So are you looking forward to an Apollo Cruz uh, Dabakato match? Because that'd be not. interesting. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so Dabakato got his first match on NXT in, like, God knows how long uh, this week on TV, and uh, I was more impressed with, um, what's his name, Danny Chan? No, what's his name? I don't know. Who are you talking about? Dabakato's opponent this week on, on NXT TV. Oh, God, you're going to make me look that up? It was, it was, um... I got a cage match. It wasn't Boa, but it was, uh... Chen, Danny Chen, Daniel Chen, something like that. Where the fuck there it is? NXT number six sixty-seven. Dante Chen. Dante Chen. What? Oh, Danny. Danny Dante. I was more Dan- impressed with that kid than I was with friggin' Dabakato. Danny Chen sounds like the protagonist of like a Saturday morning cartoon, like superhero cartoon. <laughs> Okay, that's like, one way uh, of taking it. <laughs> like Ben 10, but it's Danny Chen. You there know, he you hits go. the thing on his wrist and that shit, whatever. Anyway. Um, the fuck were we? uh, everybody gets a point for that, except uh, Adrenaline and Dragon. Um, wasn't a sweep for Carmelo in the prediction contest. Y'all fucked up on that. Um... <clears throat> Uh, we talked about the attack. Wait, who picked Apollo Crews to win? I just told you who picked Apollo Crews to win. Dragon and Adrenaline. (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, 
we get a little title celebration with uh, the cowpokes. And then it's uh, NXT Tag Team title time. You got your fatal four-way match. Uh, the New Day defending against Chase U, Gallus, and Pretty Deadly. Um, fatal four-ways are always tough, and tag team fatal four-ways are always tougher because you you <laughs> there's eight people here, and you have to figure out how to fuck around so that only two of them are in the ring at a time. Um <laughs> I I I really want to chase you to win. I really want to chase you to win, and they didn't. And I'm sad. But uh, uh, a lot of people really want to chase you to win. That 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 crowd was a chase you crowd. Now, uh, that being said, I didn't really want chase you to win. <laughs> They're okay. Um, they made a big deal about it being Andre Chase's like hometown, but. Nah, I'm good with having Chase U win. I actually wasn't going to be opposed to the New Day retaining, but they did not. They did no. not. No. Like we said last week, this was definitely a match to get the titles off of them, because that was obviously never going to be a long-term thing. Um, it was nice to get to get Kofi this, his uh, triple crown, or whatever you want to call it, but um, yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the match for what it was, mm-hmm. but again, it's a, it's a fatal four way tag team match. You've got eight dudes in here and it's just going to be chaos at some so point. It, and all of these are going to be chaos. It's going to be a lot of sleeping on the outside. Like you said, yeah. got to get two dudes in the ring fighting, <clears throat> but also you get all your, you get all your standard, uh, fatal four way tropes. You get your, uh, seven men diving into the ring to break up a pinfall. Yeah. Uh, you know. But... Uh, Gallus look good. Their, their finisher leaves something to be desired, though. You know, like a little kick power slam thing? <sighs> Wolfgang picks the guy up for a power slam, and then Mark Coffey comes off the rope with a kick to the guy's head as he's being power slammed, but he kind of missed this time, so it was yeah, just a power sometimes slam. Sometimes he missed. <laughs> um, I, will, I, I will shout out uh, Pretty Deadly. Because, again, they are the stars of this match because uh, they are able to do goofy shit while still being a serious tag team. And them reassembling the commentator's table after it had gotten taken apart moments before, I I laughed. I laughed out loud and it was, it, and Booker, was fucking... Uh, the one thing Booker did, he was like, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Yes, see? Uh, see? They have respect. <laughs> it's, that was... That was funny. Um, yeah, Duke Hudson saves Andre Chase from being put through the table by Gallus. Uh, he tries to powerbomb Kit Wilson through the table, but it gets broken up, and then Elton and Kit put the announce table back together. Amazing. Uh, good stuff. And we had the tease. We had the tease. We had the Chase U tease, because uh, fucking Duke was in the ring, and he fucking cleared house, but... Uh, Chase was in the ring and he fucking cleared house. And, but no. Sadly, no. Um, we only got five for for Gallus on this one. This was pretty split amongst. You know, we had two for the New Day, but um, uh, we had three, 
two for the New Day, three for Pretty Deadly, four for Chase University, and five for Gallus. So it, it, that ran out pretty pretty evenly. Um, but a point to Adrenaline, Fetus, uh, Jason, you, Sal, and God's Juggalo on that one. Um, so yes, we have Gallus as our as our tag team champions now, and um, setting things up for for future for for their uh, contenders, as it were. As mm. uh, as pretty deadly, do get a win over Chase U on on Tuesday. I enjoyed um, disheveled pretty deadly. Oh man, they were a mess. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. You guys look like you haven't slept in days. We haven't since <laughs> Vengeance Day. Um, where's Joe Coffee? That's a good question. He needs to be back with this group for this to work. I wanted to see them like be that three man faction that kind of like runs through the tag division, kind of like the New Day used to be. Very fair. I mean, like we said, uh, Joe Coffey's always been the singles guy, but um, yeah, but yeah. that that leaves him open to have feuds with with other people that I would love to see because Joe Coffey's a fucking a brutal, brutal motherfucker. So. Speaking of speaking of former NXT UK guys, what did you think of uh, JD McDonough and Carmella on uh, Tuesday? Oh, it was great. It was great. First of all. I was a little bit surprised when when Carmelo opened the show because uh, of all people interrupt him, I didn't expect it to be JD McDonough. We would find out why as uh, Dragonoff returns on this night, and I am looking forward to Dragonoff at Stand and Deliver, no matter what he's doing. Right. But um, I enjoyed I enjoyed McDonough kind of calling out. Uh, oh, you think you're the next one who just gets to come out here and, and demand a title shot? Yeah. That was good. Um, no, McDonough didn't back down at all from from Carmelo or Trick, and, and kind of um, he bobbed with them on the mic pretty decently. I was yeah. I was actually kind of impressed. Yeah, I thought that I thought that the chat segment was good. The match was, of course, fantastic. The match was really um, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, give him fucking almost fifteen minutes in the middle of a two-hour show. It's fucking, you know. Good stuff. So, when he went for the devil inside, I actually was like, "Hmm," <laughs> and I think right there is when Dragonoff came out. But all right, from there, your uh, women's championship triple threat match: uh, Roxanne Perez versus Toxic Attraction. Um, we start. Uh, as we expected to start, we start with it as a handicap match, and then things slowly break down uh, between the former NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, um, ultimately leading to uh, them fighting with each other uh, and Roxanne being able to retain the title. Uh, unsurprisingly, as said last week, I don't, no one should have expected Roxanne Perez to lose in her first major title defense. Uh, yet there were three people who did uh, who did pick against her in uh, 
in the prediction poll as uh, adrenaline went and again some of our friends here insist on trying to pick the wrong answers for everyone uh, and i mean have your fun uh but adrenaline picks jc and uh dragon and jackson picked Gigi. um but everyone else picked roxanne to to retain which was the smart pick because that's what she did um so as you mentioned typical uh triple threat style um especially when it's one versus essentially a tag team we we've seen this for decades go back to austin versus undertaker and kane um you know they work together and then as soon as one person goes for a pinfall it's like hey what are you doing man it's like well i don't know trying to win the match <laughs> but um I thought the finishing, the finish of this match was brutal as fuck because yeah. they're fighting up on the turnbuckle, and <laughs> they send Gigi Dolan flying through a table. Yeah, and and then to top that off, Roxanne hits Pop Rocks from basically the middle rope. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. So she looked like a million bucks. I don't know what her path is for stand and deliver i don't know who her challenger will be but i mean you gotta should you tell the core jade story now do you pull that card i mean i know you've done it but this is stand and deliver you need kind of like a big deal match mm. can't be tiffany stratton i don't think no, that's good i feel like it might be um what's her what's her name now electra lopez uh lyra valkyria Oh, okay. I feel okay. like they, they might be starting to go. I mean, she had a she had a job she had a jobber match this week um, against Valentina. Mm-hmm. So, but um, let's talk about uh, Ding Dong. Hello, <laughs> uh, where poor Gigi, poor Gigi got fucked up. So before. Gigi Dolan got her last year's memory erased. Um, First of all, Bailey always does a fantastic job when she hosts these. Uh, The set was great. They arrived to the building separately, yet they came out of the entranceway together. My only issue with... I I enjoyed when Bailey thanked them for using the door. Yes. I mean... (laughs) Um, my only issue is, and I understand they were pressed for time, so it's difficult on a live show, but they went from being at each other's throats verbally to being like, oh, Bailey, you're right. We are best friends. Let's hug. <laughs> and then barbershop. Right. But it, it, but the transition logically made no sense. Like they were literally trying to sit as far away from each other as possible. And then Bailey's like, yeah, but nobody else likes you. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, but I hate you. Yeah. Um, uh, nice touch by JC Jane wearing the, not the leather jacket, but a version of the leather a, jacket that Sean wore in that uh, a, uh, barbershop segment. A tribute, if you will. Right. But, I would have uh, thrown JC... A, uh, a, a bit Gigi. sparklier. But... Yes. I would have thrown Gigi through the door, and maybe that was well, the plan. she tried to. Yeah. Do you? How do you feel about Gigi Dolan crying her eyes out during that whole beatdown? I don't have an issue with it. Okay. So some people are saying, "Oh, it makes the beating set look less because she wouldn't be crying like that." She really got her head kicked in. Watch the fucking clip. She really got her head kicked in because that door did not move. 
Not only um, that, but you know what? She has a boot print on the side of her face. I was going to say, you know when you can tell uh, somebody took a shot for real is when the bruise immediately starts forming on television. Yeah. So I don't know about you, Sal, but if I got kicked in the face that uh, hard, I would be crying too. Yeah, so, fair. Um, <laughs> I have no, I have no issue with uh, with Gigi Dolan crying on TV. Um, good God, I that was, <laughs> I had a very visceral reaction to watching that on Tuesday night, like because that's one of those things where you see it and you just go, oh, oh, the kick, the kick, yeah. Uh, you can find clips of it on Twitter, but I don't know if that was that was an ad lib because the door didn't break when she was thrown into it. Uh, but good God, the uh, your head is not supposed to move that way that quickly. That was um, to quote our to quote our dear friend Ginger, who was on the show last week. That that uh, that was uh, gross. Yes. Uh, no, it absolutely felt like an ad lib. Um, <clears throat> so my my issue is that this entire segment got spoiled for me before I watched it. Which is fine. It's an NXT, you know, it's not fucking Mania. It's just a regular NXT weekly show. Um, and I watched the clip on Twitter, and I was like, okay, I get the homage to the barbershop incident, and, you know, it's never going to be remembered like the barbershop incident, but they tried, so it was nice. Um, but yeah, and then, but the thing is, when I watched it on Twitter, everybody in the comments was talking about the kick at the end. So I'm like, how could it be that bad? And then I swear in real time. And I was like, oh, that poor fucking girl just got concussed. Yeah. Yeah, maybe don't do that. (laughs) Just saying. Um, Tossing her into the door, even if it didn't have the same impact, just, just work the crowd at that point. Don't fucking wind up and kick her goddamn face off. Um, so that'll be a match at Santa Deliver. Yeah. Uh, some sort of stipulation, I'm sure. Um, I was very wrong, but it, I actually think, and I, I know we played this game a long, long time ago, but, uh, JC Jane coming out like the Shawn Michaels of this. <laughs> she going to be the single star that goes right to the top? Yeah. Very well, could be likely. Like uh, it's been said, I think that Jason said it on the show before. JC has the 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 in ring talent, while Gigi has the on mic talent. Um, so it'll be interesting around. to see. Is it the other? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Sure. Uh, your main event: a Vengeance Day and NXT Championship Steel Cage Challenge, uh, pinfall or submission only. No escape, as announced half an hour before the show started. Uh, Braun Breaker defending against Grace McWaller. Okay. Now we've said it, uh, we said it at, uh, at, uh, uh, New Year's Evil going mm-hmm. into that show mm-hmm. that, uh, if there was ever a time to crown Grace McWaller, this would be the time because he's on a hot streak. The man can do no wrong. He's got, he's got the fantastic fuck you character. He's got all, he's got all the trappings of being the next great NXT champion. Mm-hmm. So of course he loses. Yep. 
There was so many problems I had with this match. <laughs> yeah. Now, interestingly yeah. enough, I, I, honest to God, do not know if the other hosts who are usually on this program agree with me. Um, I bet you they don't. You might, though. Because this match had a lot of really fucking stupid shit. For example, they tied up Braun Breaker in the ropes. They acted like he was helpless. He... Brock lesnar his face to get out of the ropes. And the whole time, Grayson Wallace stood there watching him. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not wrong. There was... Mind you, it started with a brawl before they even, you know, got them in the cage, which I thought that was fine. You know, uh, when Breaker came out, Waller came out there to meet him, and... Uh, Wallace hit him with the door. Like it was good. It was good, high-paced action to start. Um, and then I don't know. We got a Steiner line. We got a, a Frankensteiner. It really did feel like I was watching Scott during this match. Yeah. <laughs> they, there were some moments where they. It's like they tried to make Waller look like a serious contender. Mm-hmm. Like, even at the very beginning, he attacks Breaker before he can get in the cage. He kicks the door into his face. But it was it always ended up getting turned around so quickly that you're just like, oh, so it's just Breaker's a fucking machine. Breaker uh, never looked like he was in peril. And I, I want to I clarify because I want to make sure I didn't mumble there. I did not say Braun Breaker's a fuck machine. Uh, he so might be. It's a, a fucking machine. You can ask Cora that. But. Um. So, yeah, it never felt like Breaker was in any danger of losing the title. Not once. Right. And yeah, the that he's yeah, like you said, he's got him in the ropes, and he's just fucking walking around, and he's taunting, and I'm like. What the fuck are you doing? This is a fucking NXT title match. This is the main event of a PLE. A little bit more censored to see would have been nice. Also, and the finisher didn't have didn't didn't have a lot of impact for me either. The, oh, the, just... the whole sequence sucked because first of all, Grayson Waller climbs up to the top of the cage, so we're gonna get our viral moment, right? No, he climbs down. <laughs> He climbs down to, like, the turnbuckle and then gets, like, superplexed off yeah. it. And I was like... Yeah. Oh, that was fucking dumb. And then Breaker's... Um, Breaker's ultimate warrior moment, I guess? I don't know. He went off the ropes twice and hit a spear. Who? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, Breaker... <laughs> he hit, Breaker hit a spear. Yeah. But didn't... Didn't cover. Mm-hmm. He just yelled at Grayson Waller. Who got up and sh- like shoved him in the face, which sent him back off the ropes, and he hit his spear the second time, and that pinned him. Yeah. It was th- just th- it felt so fucking flat. It did not feel like it didn't feel like a, a cage match. No, not like at all. they they didn't really utilize the cage that well or that much, uh, and it didn't feel like a main event. It it. I don't know. It just felt very, very flat to me. It felt uh, like the main event of a weekly TV show. <laughs> it did not feel like the main event of a PLA. Yeah. Um. 
I think, and this is so weird to say, because I like Braun Breaker. I think the kid's got talent. But he has been one of the worst NXT champions of all time. Simply because his feuds are flat, his matches are pedestrian, (laughs) his uh, his special interests are subpar at best. It's just, this isn't what... It's like when you remember when Shinsuke Nakamura was NXT champion. It yep. felt like a big deal. Bobby Roode, NXT champion, comes down with like nine ladies on his arm every take. <laughs> big fucking deal. Even um, Champa, God, when Champa had that title, that was like must fucking watch television. Yep. Goldie. And I think to to your point from last week, I think Grayson Waller could be that guy. Yeah. Um, he easily has that that fa- that it factor where where the crowd just eats up everything he does in a mm-hmm. great heel sort of way. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, but unfortunately, no, it doesn't seem like we're going to go with him as the next guy. The next guy might be him, as his yeah. nickname is. That's true. Yeah. So they, before we get to, before we talk about uh, moving to Mella. Uh, everybody gets a point for that for the main event except for Adrenaline, uh, Troy, and uh, Dragon. Mm-hmm. So, as I sort by this column here, uh, coming in uh, last place all by himself, Dragon with uh, all by themselves, uh, Dragon with one point uh, in twelfth place uh, with two correct answers, Adrenaline and Jackson. In ninth place, with three correct answers, uh, Ginger, Troy, and Dr. Glashen. Uh, in fifth place, with four correct, we have Bruno, Smathers, Jason, and myself. Uh, second place, with two correct, is Dicko Loco, Fetus Rhodes, and Sal. And first place, all by himself, six for six, God's Juggalo. Well done, friend. That's a perfect score. You said I got two correct. I didn't get two correct. I got no, five, five correct. Okay. No, you're in second place. I know. You said... No, never mind. Second Those place with five. <laughs> second place with five correct. Dicko, Fetus, Sal. Yeah, the only one I got wrong was Caden Carter and Katana Chance. But, you know. Yeah. Same for uh, same for fetus roads actually, and uh-huh. then the only one the only one Dicko Loco got wrong was uh, they uh, picked pretty deadly. So. Um, yeah, so uh, we, we we briefly touched on it earlier with uh, the the talky chatty fighty, but um, it looks like uh, and we've talked about it for a while. Uh, going uh, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, at uh, Stand and Deliver, which uh, we are all in favor of because all of us here are uh, homers and are going to pick that guy to take the title off of Braun Breaker. Okay, um, homers, yes, that is true. <laughs> However, you watch that. If you've never watched NXT before and yeah. you just watched that episode, he looks like a star. He looks like the man who is in charge of the place. He, like, he runs the place. Like, he runs the bingo. There it is. <laughs> is yes, exactly. Um, and I look forward to his, his reign, and it's time. Breaker's been, at, you know, 
He's done what he needed to do. Now time to bring him up to the main roster and have him look very, very small compared to guys like Braun Strowman. Also, I don't know if his name's going to be Braun in the main roster. Just kind of throwing that out there. They don't usually like to have people... Yeah, I know it's spelled different, but still. That's fair. Um, I liked in the opening segment, the, the, the chatty part, where the, uh, Mello was going through his catchphrases. Because if you if you weren't paying attention to the Twitter, um, <laughs> Carmelo Hayes and uh, Carmela had a, a, a bit of a, a verbal uh, tiff with each other over the uh, Mello Mella is money catchphrase. Um, so, so so Trick tells Mello to list him off, and he goes, "We're gonna start with Mello is." And Trick's like, "No, no, 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 get to that, no, no, get to that." One. <laughs> uh, I like I like Mello in two. I yeah, that's uh, very fitting, very appropriate, very nice. Yeah, what a uh, what a brag! Because you never see that. You never see a two out of three falls match get swept. Right. This is such a a, a great brag for Camelo to have in his back pocket anytime he wants to like throw it out there. Should have come out with a broom. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> also, uh, I forgot to mention this during stand and deliver during that match. Uh, Booker T was talking about how awesome Carmelo Hayes is, and, you know, for once, Booker was right. And uh, how ruthless he was. And Vic Joseph says he's not trying to be no Casanova out there. hey <laughs> Call it back. Call it back, baby. Love it. Love it. Uh, we talked about the we talked about the surprise party. Oh, we didn't talk about Grayson Waller interrupting the media call. <laughs> no, apparently after. Uh, I mean, Vengeance Waller Day. has a very Waller has a very uh, a very valid argument here because they didn't add the like I said they didn't add the pinfall submission only no escape rule to the cage match until the fucking kickoff show. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he points out, that's a that is a stipulation that very much. Uh, uh, is in favor of Braun Breaker. As yeah. As opposed to Grayson Waller being the quick guy who can scale the side of the cage very quickly. And he was on the top of the cage with Vic Joseph screaming, you can't do it, you won't win that way! <laughs> but I, I did like, because I, I did like the clip of uh, Matt Bloom showing up to, to, to haul him out and Waller going, oh yeah, I trained, oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, um... I had thought Walter, when everybody Walter, was talking about it that he like punched Sean in the back of the head or something. Waller yelling at yelling at Sean Mike. Do I need to wear hearts on my gear? Do I need to be a fan? Do I need to be an HBK fan to get a shot? To get a fair shot? He goes, "You want me to do the? You stand in front of me. We can do the diesel pose." <laughs> <laughs> now, some have speculated this might lead to to HBK having some involvement at Stand Deliver. And he might. I don't think it's the involvement everybody's praying for. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe he picks a proxy, and that guy's. I mean, we might already have had. We already have it because who stood up for uh, HBK in his own little segment was uh, one Tyler Bates. How dare you? Maybe you should try to pick a fight with me, or something like that. I don't know. But uh, that you fight someone who's not your own size. Yeah. So <laughs> the problem is that Tyler Bate is fighting Grayson Waller, I think, next week. So that's not a stand deliver. It could be a stand deliver match. I mean, that would be a fucking awesome match. But because Wall- Gr- Grayson Waller suspended for a week. Yeah. 
Okay, sure. A week. Anyway. Tough punishment. Tough love from uh, from old HBK. Uh, Sol Ruka versus Zoe Stark, who gives a shit. Um, they kept calling Zoe Stark the veteran and Sol, and Sol Ruka the rookie. I could have sworn Zoe Stark was a rookie last year, right? Like, she ain't that much. This ain't fucking um, Serena Deeb out there. <laughs> well... Uh, uh, so, yeah, Zoe Stark wins, but uh, Sol Ruka hits her with the uh, Soul Snatcher anyway. So, ha-ha, who really won? Well, yeah, Zoe, Stark, Zoe Stark has been wrestling since 2013. Okay. Under what name, though? Not that Zoe Stark's her WWE name. What was she before? Uh, Lacey Ryan, uh, Serrano. Soraya? No. No. <laughs> so... Okay, so yeah, fine. She's a veteran, I guess. Yeah, whereas Sol Ruka has been wrestling since June. So, damn, pretty good for June. She's very athletic. She's starting to move around that ring a lot better too than when she first was on TV. Um, get more surprise party. Um, Ava Rain kidnapped uh, Thea Thea Hale. Which, did you see Thea Hale telling Triffany Stratton to suck it? (laughs) (laughs) That was great. (sighs) With Dabakato and Dante Chen, who cares? How do you feel about Alba Fire just magically teaming with Hylodorn? (laughs) Well, it is magic. It's fucking voodoo or whatever the fuck. Right. Witchcraft. I mean, I'm glad we're not getting, like, the um, the tired wrestling trope of, like, he's under my mind control, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was Dungeon of Doom or some bullshit like that, or Papa Shango, for that matter. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's, I don't know. Kaylee Ray was such a big deal in NXT UK, and she has been the little engine that can't in NXT <laughs> She just can't seem to be, like, top of the mountain like she was over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to your point, we we got Isla Dawn versus Tatum Paxley, so that was fun. Yeah, sure. I like Tatum Paxley. That's the thing that happened. Um, And then, yeah, Ivy Nile has to come and save Tatum. Yeah, because Isla Dawn and... Uh, Alba Fire about to about to lay the beating on Tatum Baxley, so here comes Ivy Nile to the rescue. I'll tell you this: if you guys go back and watch this episode, right? Mello and JD McDonough. That's probably the money, and then obviously watch the ending segment. Yeah. So that match that match was next. We already talked about that. Then then Thea Hale gets abducted by Ava Rain. Mm-hmm. More party. Uh, Valentina Ferraro's versus Lyra Valkyria. Mm-hmm. That's where, Not great. See, but that's where we saw um, what's her face come down. Electra Lopez. Electra Lopez. Yes. Match was not great. No. It was a little rough. Uh, we get Wesley's social media diary. That was fun. That was actually pretty nice. Enjoyed that. 
He gets interrupted by Tony D'Angelo. Hey, you owe me. Hey, we did you a favor, huh? Uh, Odyssey Jones versus Stax. Why is Odyssey Jones a jobber now? I I don't even remember this match happening. Stax beat him. Yeah. What? In five minutes. Yeah, dude, Odyssey Jones is like a jobber now. I don't know if they just like... If they're going to repackage him or something. But, like, I thought that he was a big deal. Well, I thought they made him feel like a big deal in his first run, and then he got hurt, and then since he's been back, it's like backstage segments and now this. I don't know about that. Hell, I think he even got pinned clean by Grayson Waller a month ago. Tony D'Angelo, the Don of NXT, says the NXT is like the Olive Garden. When you hear... Your family. Jinder <laughs> uh, Mahal with Indy Share. Okay, I actually liked that little vignette from them. Yeah? I felt like Jinder did a good job of making them feel, you know, dominant and important. Yeah, yeah. He, he is good at that, being a former WWE champion. That's right. <sighs> I don't. I, I must have told you about the guy I used to work with at the massage chair place. <sighs> Nobody liked this guy. He worked out in the warehouse, mm-hmm. and he He's, found out you liked wrestling. Yep, because I was wearing a shirt. He's dumb as a brick. He he didn't like Daniel Bryan. His favorite wrestler, favorite wrestler, was Jinder Mahal. <laughs> I mean, you say he was like, dumb as a brick. Could he have been on the spectrum, perhaps? I'm like, I can't take anything you say seriously. <laughs> he he was also he was also a rapper. This guy was. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. If I can remember, if I can remember his rap name, I'll send you a link to his, his oh music video. Oh my god! Oh boy. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Uh huh. Uh, Roxy uh, announces that her tag team partner next week is going to be Mako Satamora. Nice. That'll be fun. Been a while since we've seen Mako. Uh, and then Chase U versus Pretty Deadly. We already pretty much talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> disheveled Deadly. Pretty Disheveled? Pretty Disheveled. There I it is. That works. Uh, Gallus is on the Bukaki balcony. Mm-hmm. Throw that in there in, in honor of Ginger coming back last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hank's getting ring gear. Yeah, because Gulak yelled oh. at him. Right. Uh, I think in one of those digital exclusives during the show. might have been shown on uh, Vengeance Day, but he was like, what kind of guy wears like jeans yeah. and right. a t-shirt while he wrestles? And he's like, we gotta get your gear. We gotta get your gear. I can't wait to see his gear. It's gonna be a singlet. Yep. And then and then Ding Dong Hello, which we talked about. Yes. All right. Uh, who wants to? Do you want to do your important thing first? Oh, I so I'm do. Do a lot of talking, or do I want to do mine? All I, right, I want to do mine. Are you gonna? See, are you gonna steal mine? Is that's gonna happen here? I don't think so. Okay. So my most important thing this week is we are ending SmackDown with our Tribal Chief, our WWE Undisputed World Champion, Uwu Champion. 
Wait, WWE Undisputed? No. No. Undisputed comes first. Undisputed WWE Universal Champion. That's what it is. Ooh, ooh. Yes. yes. Um, mind you, he has a very nice backstage with uh, Solo and, and Jimmy where he asks them both separately and very aggressively, where's your brother? Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was really nice because after he was done yelling at Jimmy, he was like, Solo, did you talk to your brother? He was like, Nah, man. Damn it, why isn't anybody talk to Jay? <laughs> very, very nicely done. Um, so then he sends them to the to the tour bus, like, Okay, guys, you know, we're going to go out tonight. Go. I got some business to handle. He goes to the ring. He talks about what he did to Sami Zayn, and some guy in a hoodie comes out of the crowd and beats the living fuck out of the tribal chief. For some reason, the crowd didn't know it was Sami Zayn. I knew it was Sami Zayn, but... <laughs> the crowd popped extremely loud loud when he took the hood off. I was like, did you not know it was fucking Sami? Uh, great moment for Sami. Sami grabs a mic, and he's like... I never wanted anything from you. I gave up everything for you. And I never wanted a thing. But you know what? Now I'm going to take what's most important to, to you. I'm going to take that undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Uh, unfortunately for Sammy, the bloodline was still in the building. And they came back out. And they were going to end Sammy. But Roman's like, no, 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 no. We're not going to end him yet. Instead, Roman grabs a mic. And he's like, actually, I don't even think he grabbed the mic. Did he do it off the handheld mic? Just I don't, I don't remember. He was just screaming at Sammy in the corner, and he basically like, I'm gonna embarrass you in front of your family, in front of your friends, in front of your fellow countrymen. I'm going to make you wish you were never born. Good stuff. Good fucking stuff. And I don't know how. The WWE has done this, and I don't even know if the ratings reflect it. But you realize that they have made SmackDown can't miss television for like oh, yeah. the past six months. Oh yeah, because because now the hook is the Usos have a tag team title defense on Friday. Is Jay gonna show up? Jimmy guaranteed he'd be there. Roman didn't seem so sure. Right. And if Jay doesn't show up, wow, the ramifications that could be. First of all, they could lose their... T- the, that would be the first actual dent in the blood. Oh, that's line. right. It's uh, Rick Shane's drum. Yes. Uh, it's the, the tournament winners. Can you imagine oh. if they lose the belts because Jay doesn't show up? And Jimmy no. just beats, gets beat by himself. No. Um, I see... First of all, I don't think if they're going to lose the belts, it's not going to be to fucking Ricochet and Strowman. Um, I I see a couple I see a couple of options, uh, both of which involve Jay being very grumpy. Um, either he either he doesn't show up until the finish, like comes through the crowd in the finish does the finish, gets the victory, and then leaves again. Or he's there, or he does show up for the match, is there the whole time, they win the match, and he just pieces out. 
Like doesn't talk to anybody. Doesn't, uh, put, up, doesn't put up the one. No, yeah, He's just there. Maybe, maybe. Just gets there, does the work, leaves. He's quiet quitting, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but I don't. If they play that out like that, either scenario, um, I don't see him getting to leave. Now, I guess that depends on who's going to be on this week. Because if Roman has his usual, you know every other week off. If he pieces out through the crowd, I don't see anybody stopping him. If he's there, Roman will confront him. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know if it's as soon as the bell rings and they got literally a minute and a half before they go off the air. But Roman will confront him. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Because Roman might not be there. There's a very good chance he's not there. And if he's not... In fact... They could play this up that Solo and Heyman aren't there on Friday, and now Jimmy's by himself and has to deal with this by himself. Like, hey, figure it out, your brother. Right. Yeah. But like you said, it's it's must watch because absolutely, what the fuck is going to happen? Because mm-hmm. we can sit here all day and say, there's no way. There's no, after this title reign, there's no way they switch the titles on a random fucking SmackDown to fucking Braun Strowman and Ricochet. But you never know. Not only that, it's the you tag titles. Know. We have seen and it's those get Smack- treated the least important. It is, <laughs> it is the SmackDown tag titles. Yeah. We are back to having brand-specific tag team titles. And though they are carried by the same team, they are being defended. They are being defended separately, mm-hmm. which is nice. Which means that, that they said, could very well take the SmackDown titles off of them. That said, if the Usos are going to lose a set of tag straps, I would think it would be the Raw tag titles because that's not not the show they're on. But see, I disagree with that because. If they were going to win back, then they got to be on the show. <laughs> so they could win back the Universal, I'm sorry, the SmackDown tag titles a lot easier than they could win back the Raw tag titles. Uh, but I don't know how I feel about them winning them back right away either. But anyway. Right. Um, anyway, but, point, but, point being, can't miss. Yeah, can't miss. And Roman and the whole fucking bloodline would be extremely upset if they lost that match because, you know, either Jay didn't show up or maybe he cost Jimmy. Imagine if he cost Jimmy the title. <gasps> Comes down there and super kicks Jimmy. Whoa, the pop. And what's going to happen with the Raw titles if that happens? Right. Also, but Jimmy's not really the heel on this. I'd rather have him come down and super kick Roman. But anyway. Right. So many different directions they can go in. Yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. Yep, yep. Absolutely grade A television. Speaking of grade A television, what's your best thing or most important thing this week? Because <laughs> I have a feeling I know what it is. I have a feeling you might be because it's related to your topic on a different, uh, on a slightly different tangent. <sighs> Monday Night Raw. A certain. Uh, Certain someone with bleached blonde hair and a far too large neck tattoo makes his way to the ring. Uh, I appreciate to, to all the folks, to all the folks online who are going. See, Cody spent all of his time talking about Romans. So you can see that they don't fucking care about Sammy, motherfucker. 
He started his promo by going, Sammy, I fucking love you. Good luck. Mm-hmm. I hope you win. You know? But <laughs> right now, since you're not the champion, I kind of got to focus on this other guy. Right. And then Paul Heyman shows up, so it's not going to be like, hey, Paul, let's talk about Sammy. <laughs> and holy shit. <clears throat> I don't remember the last time Monday Night Raw almost made me cry, but it's been a while. Yeah. They start talking about Dusty, and they start talking about how Paul Heyman brought Dusty Rhodes back into the fucking business when he was recording fucking VO one shots for local car dealerships just to get a car out of the deal. Okay, that line hit so hard for me. right because um and i think co- it hit hard for paul too i don't think i don't think paul was acting in that yes. in that moment paul comes out cody has the utmost respect for paul he does jokingly mention that his father had a nickname for paul his brother has a nickname for paul but he's gonna call him mr hammond because he has respect for him now if you do the math cody was 15 years old in 2000 so this really could you can see the the picture, like you can actually see, um, every, everything he's talking about is being a shoot. So he he goes on, uh, he tells the story of how the Rhodes family was broke by two thousand, and Dusty was doing uh, local ads for the you know car ads for the local dealership, not for the money, but just so they wouldn't take the car. God, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Right, right. And then he's like, you know, and so he mentions, you know, Dusty Rhodes got a call mm-hmm. from Mister Heyman That's right. to come into ECW and work a program with the with Steve Carino with the promise of great pay, which he which he received. Yeah, for so, yeah, all like, the stories you hear about how Paul right exactly what I was about to money. say. Exactly what I was about to say. Says, you know, that, that run gave gave Dusty his confidence back. Brought him back into the fold. And he talks about Heyman kind of being a, a mentor to him when he was in the company the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and we get we get emotional. Yeah. Heyman Heyman wipes a tear, which again, I don't I I I all the love that I have for Paul Heyman. And as 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 much of a master at showmanship as he is, I I don't I don't I don't think that was fake. <laughs> oh no, I I think he let the emotion take over him. Um, and the line where he's like, "And I know we're not supposed to talk about it." But I was someplace else before I was here, and I was a little bit of a disruptor myself. Right, it's right. fucking great. And then Heyman, Heyman, oh my god, just <laughs> oh, my. I know it oh sounds like god, we're gushing, it's, it's, but guys, the performance we are. <laughs> the fucking Heyman. performance these two put on this night. Whether it was shoot or not, it was just it's, the timing, the 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 dictation, um, the and tone. So they were, and and so they were in or they were Raw was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. That's an important thing to mention. Raw was in Orlando this week, 
And Heyman starts talking about how right down the road from here is the performance center mm-hmm. where your father helped bring the current generation of WWE superstars into this business. People like Seth Rollins. He trained People and mentored like- Seth Rollins. He trained and mentored Becky Lynch. Kevin Owens, yeah. Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns. You know who he didn't train or mentor? You. <laughs> and then the knife. The well, twisting. Uh, uh, before okay. the knife. Yeah. Before the knife. Okay. To start, Heyman says, I have the, you know, the utmost love for your father. I have the utmost respect for your father. I dare say the word acknowledge. Yeah. Um, but with all respect to your father and and, and his legacy, uh, this isn't about your father. This isn't about me. This is about you. And he's right. That's the story in res- going into resume. This is about can Cody Rhodes go to the main event of WrestleMania and take the title off the most dominant champion of this millennium. Can it happen? Heyman says, in their last conversation with each other, last conversation I ever had with your father, Dusty told him that Cody was his favorite son. Ouch. But Roman Reigns was the son he always wanted. Yeah. And oh, this is how good that that whole performance was. The crowd was hanging on every single word. Mm-hmm. And when Paul said that, it literally hurt the crowd's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then we get a moment. We get a moment of classic Paul because Cody gets right in Paul's face. And mm-hmm. Paul, I, I swear he was moments away from just going, I'm an advocate! I'm an advocate. He pretty much did. Um, just delivering a message. And Cody tells him that before this, before this, before this night, before this moment, this was just about the title. But now it's personal. Cody gets all up close to Paul Heyman. Very aggressively. Which, after a comment like that, how can you blame him? And he says, I'm trying to win a wrestling championship. But everybody wants to make this personal. So I'm going to tell you, Mr. Heyman, at WrestleMania, I'm going to take those titles off your boy, Roman Reigns, and I'm going to do it personally. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how you how you deliver a wrestling segment. That is how you make a fucking match for Mania. That is how you in what was that? Maybe fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. That is how you make a match go from oh, Royal Rumble winners gonna face the champion to. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Cody Rhodes has to win this title. This isn't Royal Rumble winner is going to face a champion. This is now turned into the most dramatic story that WWE has told in 25 fucking years. 
Mm-hmm. You go back to the boyhood dream, I think, is the last time that they, <laughs> that they gave you this much in one story. And if you think about it, before this segment, it was it was just that. Yeah, sure. Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. He wants to win the WWE Championship because his dad never did. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns just happens to be there. Right. Whereas if you look at Roman's other story, the one going into Elimination Chamber, the one with Sami Zayn, your most important thing of this week, that has all been about family and respect and Sami Zayn trying to sh- to earn a spot with a group of people that love him and respect him and 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 believe that he is worthy of their time and presence and maybe they didn't always and now he needs to make them pay mm-hmm. and now on this side we finally have that personal touch of okay it's not just a title match now Sure, the whole story has been Cody's doing this for his dad because his dad never won that title. But now we have this in in that 15 minutes, Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes wove the most beautiful fucking blanket you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's anybody else in this business aside from those two that could have delivered like that. And I mean that. That's very fair. And not uh, not only because it is Paul Heyman, who, as we have said many times on this show, is one of the best in the business at delivering a promo and delivering a story and making shit work. But also because of the entire story they told before the story. Yeah. The, what we now know is this almost family history between... Dusty Rhodes and Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. When you want to do story time, right? You have to make the story hit you on a different level. It can't just be like it's got to be something that draws you in and makes you relate to the performer. And Cody confessing that the Rhodes family had had gone broke and then acknowledging Paul Heyman for for giving Dusty that that opportunity um it just it brings you in it ties you in mm-hmm. it's like everything they did wrong with Daniel Bryan in 2015 when Roman won the Royal Rumble it was going against Brock at WrestleMania 31 everything they did wrong with that they're doing the opposite with this situation because Sammy's going to get his shot. But at the end of the day, Cody's going to be our last hope and it's going (laughs) to make for a magical moment. And everything they did right here. If you, I mean, you can call, you can very much call this a work shoot. I would say is the exact opposite of what MJF is doing. (laughs) See, I wasn't going to name drop, but I was basically going to say one company will tell a story of someone's past and draw you in and build that emotional attachment. And one company will disgust the fuck out of you and make you question ever watching the product again. 
less said about that, the better. So. Well, that's good because I didn't watch Dynamite this week because I'm not sure I'll ever watch Dynamite again. I can't really blame you. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you, dude, and, and I know that this is probably going to disappoint our other hosts, but um, <laughs> fans, you guys got to let us know. If you have no interest in what goes on in AW, we really don't have to talk about it. Because <laughs> at this point, every week it's the same thing. Every week they're unsafe. Every week their booking makes no sense. And every week they say something on TV that is so fucking ridiculous that it just uh, literally makes you want to shut it off. So... If you guys don't want us to, we, we definitely don't have to talk about AW anymore. Yeah, I said it in the Discord, and I think this is actually a perfect time to say this because it's the two of us, the, the two original AEW guys on this freaking channel. That's right. I I did. I I deleted my, my DVR scheduled recording for Rampage like two weeks ago. Because mm. who fucking cares? And... I deleted my I deleted my scheduled recordings for for Dynamite um, about three hours ago at this point. Oh, there we go. Because I don't care. There is nothing that that company has done in the last six, eight, ten, twelve months that has made it to go back to our original conversation. Must watch television, right? And I have I have watched it for this show, and I have tried to keep up with it for this show. Mm-hmm. But I I don't care. See about anything that they're doing on that program. You're you're at the point where you don't care. I'm actually at the point where it's not that I don't care because like I don't care about impacts for say right. But my issue at AW is that they have made me hate the product. I am sick of watching girls get dropped on their fucking head. <laughs> I am sick of watching just Bush League production to the point where every secret in this business is going to be exposed on TNT for, or TBS pretty soon. Um. And I am absolutely sick to death of a company that has been in existence and doing weekly television for three years, four years now, that they don't know what to do. They don't know how to time out a show. Um, Consider yourself lucky for not watching Dynamite because somehow they ended, they got to the finish of the tag title match too early and then kind of like scrambled for like the last two minutes before they went off the air. It was weird. It was like... The guns were in the, the 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 ass boys were in the alleyway, like on the ramp, and they didn't know whether to leave or whether to keep jawing with their father. And this went on for like two minutes. Did Daddy ass turn on the acclaimed? Like I figured would happen. No, they beat him up, and then like he tried to come down and help the acclaimed, but. Uh, ultimately, the ref got knocked out. The ref took a disgusting bump, by the way. I think it was overselling. I think it was a sell job. I don't think it was legit, but he like basically landed on his head on the apron. <laughs> Go figure. The ref, mind you, not Paul Turner. Um, some ref, I don't know his name. 
And then um, uh, Austin Gunn hit, I think it was uh, Bowens with uh, one of the tag belts and, and got the pin. So, who cares? <laughs> like, I, I, that's probably one of the, Hitting somebody with a title belt in AEW. Hmm. I think we've seen that in every single title program for the past four years. Hmm. Like, remember when that was Kenny's thing? But, you just crack, crack somebody in the face with the belt. Yeah. But just looking at the at the card, at the, the, the list of matches. From, Danielson from versus show. Roosh was good. But MJF versus Takeshita. Okay. Actually, it wasn't bad. But it, why? Because they had a backstage segment two weeks ago. That was about it. <laughs> Bunny versus Jamie Hayter. That's the one that Bunny almost died. Mm-hmm. I still don't know whose fault that was, whether it was Jamie or Bunny's, but it's probably a combination. Uh, I did see the video of the backstage segment with Soraya and Tony Storm where they beat up Leva Bates and spray painter green for some reason. Yeah. That was, that was great. Heels that beat up people and spray paint them. Again, this company is so innovative. No, you're looking confused. That that I know, and I know why because you're reading the card. There's literally nothing. Yes, no, I'm, there I'm, was a I'm six reading, man. I'm reading a recap of MJF admitting to a fucking felony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, by the way. MJF's little promo, which was completely unnecessary. Um, Jericho wore a mask again to beat up someone from the crowd, looks like. Yeah, who cares? Um, yeah, because then he beat... He caused Ricky Starks' chance to fight him. That, that was basically it. I guarantee you those two end up fighting anyway. So... <laughs> Stark... Ricky Starks is running the gauntlet. He defeats Angelo Parker at a minute 11, and then Matt Menard comes in and gets rolled up 17 seconds later. Yeah. And then he loses to Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, Joe Joe had a promo that was pretty good. But, you know, that that's Joe. He knows how to cut promos. He's been doing Brian, it long enough. Brian Danielson and Kanesuke Takeshita get locked in the trainer's room. That's revolutionary. Yeah, because if... So, they had Jose and Preston Vance lock them in the trainer's room. but And then, obviously, MJF went to the ring and made Aubrey count. But if then, Danielson wins, MJF he gets MJF in a 60-minute Ironman match at Revolution. Yes. Um, so, he demands Aubrey Edwards counts to 10, but apparently also makes her slow count. Well, he yelling keeps, at her? Yeah, he keeps screaming at her, like, come on, count faster! So she purposely counts slow. Genius. But they get to about like five, and Danielson, you can see in the split screen, he breaks down the door because he's Superman. And then um, runs to the ring and makes it back until at like six. I'm like, that wasn't that dramatic. AR Fox and Top Flight fought the Elite for the Trios titles again for some reason. In a very, very poorly executed match. Like, okay. You know how the elite are very, very um Dancy Dancy? Yeah. Yeah. Lack of a better term. Um it felt like the beat was off tonight. Or the or last night, rather. 
Uh, there were a lot of a lot of people being like in the wrong position. There were a lot of fuck ups. There were a lot of botches. Like, it was it was not your typical elite match, and it just goes to show you that when that dancey dancey shit is off by even like a second, it looks terrible. <laughs> And like you said, the acclaimed lose the titles to the guns, presumably, so they can win them back at the pay-per-view, because that's good booking. Yeah. All right. Um, the pay-per-view is when? It's not this Saturday. I love that you're asking me that, like I'm going to fuck Well, I didn't know if you were looking at something that said when it was. No, I'm looking at 411. Uh, let's see here. New, no, not New Year's Revolution. That's a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, AW that's something Revolution. Well, March 5th, March 5th, we're nowhere okay. close. So. so we still got a fucking month. Yeah, so what the fuck is Danielson going to do for the next month? I, oh, who gives a shit? Anyway. <laughs> who fucking cares? Okay. Like like we said, if, if we decide to not talk about AEW at all anymore in the show, um, you guys have been warned. In case, <laughs> In case you care. I doubt that most of you do. But going Pretty back much. to Monday Night Raw for a second. Sure. We did get a cage match with uh, Bailey and Becky. Yep. Um, pretty good. Better yeah. than um, Breaker and, and Waller, I'll tell you <laughs> that. But I think the biggest surprise for everyone was that when Damage Control, and of course everybody knew they were going to do this, when they came down to the ring to help Bailey. Uh, Becky had mentioned in a promo earlier in the night that she had one more ace up her sleeve that she hadn't played yet. And it turns out it was Lita. What'd you think of, uh, the return of Lita and do you see Lita versus Bailey at Mania? Um, it was a nice surprise. Um, just because it was a surprise. But, um... I don't see where they go from here because it's Lita and she's old. You don't see um, Lita versus Bailey at Mania. I mean, sure. They but, could play that clip of Bailey going to meet her when she was like eleven. They could use that for the montage the montage package. I say, I say, sure, but why? Because I'm assuming it would be a dream of Bailey's to fight <clears throat> Lita at WrestleMania. Yeah, fair. And then that frees up Becky to go fight Ronda, and they don't have to involve a title. It could just be those two beating the shit out of each other. No, Ronda can fuck off. <laughs> yes, but you do need something big for Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. So unless Mercedes Monet is walking through that door. Um, and even then. <laughs> we, had, we had Montez and Damien uh, uh, qualify for the Elimination Chamber. So let's 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 kind of talk about that whole setup because who started the night but the rated R superstar himself, Edge, accompanied by the Glamazon Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing: What do you do with Edge and the Judgment Day going into Mania? Obviously, Edge is going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. And the idea, given what happened um, when they concertoed his wife, the idea 
would be Edge and Beth versus Rhea and Finn, right? Right. Well, Rhea's booked. So now what do you do? <laughs> well, no, they're going to fight at Elimination Chamber. Okay, but what and do you I do for think... Mania? <laughs> I don't have an issue. I don't, again, with like you said, Rhea being, uh, going to Mania to fight the women's champion, to fight Charlotte. I have no issues with Elimination Chamber being the the, the end of that. And then you can do whatever with Edge if you want with, for, for Mania. And, uh, and do whatever you want with, with Finn and Priest and Dom. I'm going to throw something out there, and I don't really like the sound of it, but I feel like it might be where we're going. Dom and Priest versus Edge and Ray. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. In fact, Edge and Ray were a tag team at one point, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I'll never fight my son. Yeah, in a one-on-one. So <laughs> you do a tag match at Mania, and then that allows you to revisit Ray versus um, Dom at WrestleMania Backlash. God, I hope they don't call it that this year. I, I don't think they are, but but nevertheless, um, I'm assuming AJ Styles is not going to be ready for Mania. But um, yeah, broken ankle or whatever. It was. Yeah, but Probably. I'm sure they'll find something for Finn Balor to do, or it ends up being Finn and Dom versus Edge and, and Ray, which is yeah. I mean, there's always the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yikes! Or whatever, whatever six man ladder match they put together for the for the Intercontinental Title. Oh, that's true. Or if they do move Money in the Bank back to Mania, you've got that as well. No, no, there's a Money in the Bank pay per view. Oh right, it's in London. Yes, which is you know what? That's fair. That should be a that should be a fun night. So maybe next year. Maybe next year it moves back. All right. Um, I heard, I read that Alexa Bliss is taking time off. So so her and and they knew this going into the Rumble. So her um her story arc was made to look Bianca strong, but then also get her off TV. Sure. To which I say. I mean, I guess. <laughs> now you complained last week about uh, about Chelsea Green's Karen character. Yeah, we got more of it this week. Yeah, where yet? Hmm. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of very talented women in the WWE, and I know that Jason loves his little TNA people. Uh, but Chelsea Green doesn't really impress me. I, I get what she's going to be trying to do, and I got what they were trying to get out of that whole segment with Asuka, but I don't really care. <laughs> There's other girls in the WWE who do a heel character that's better than Chelsea Green's, so if she's the seventh best heel on the roster, it doesn't really hold my attention as far as the women's division. What do you think about JBL firing Baron Corbin? Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> even even JBL's like, you're a loser. I don't want you associated with my name anymore. Meanwhile, Corbin's ready to cry. He's like, John, where is this coming from? I thought we had something special. <laughs> He's like, you can't polish a turd. 
uh, I'm assuming uh, JBL doesn't want to be on the road anymore. So Fair. <laughs> that's the real life reason. Now, what do you do with Corbin? Who cares? <laughs> I, I never really bought into him, no matter what fucking character he was. Brock Lesnar's promo. I don't know why they're doing the match at back uh, Elimination, Elimination Chamber. Chamber. I thought that would be a Mania program for sure. Um, Brock sounded I'm like he was... Dri- I'm out here driving around my my land, and all I can think of is Bobby Lashley. No, uh, I'm out on the lake. He didn't say Bobby fishing. Lashley. He kept saying Bobby who? Bobby. I'm out on the lake ice fishing, and all I can think of is Bobby who? I'm with my wife in bed. Five to six hours later, all I can think of. That was nice. That was good. <laughs> and then, of course, the internet exploded with, oh, my God, Brock goes four or five hours uh, with Sable every night. Hashtag Brock Lesnar tantric sex god. <laughs> I mean, at this point, the myth of Brock Lesnar is becoming is becoming Paul Bunyan types of levels, so... <laughs> I'm all right with it. <laughs> he specifically said four or five hours later. <laughs> um, I don't know if this segment did anything good for Lashley, and I'll tell you why. He's supposed to be a babyface. At least I thought he was. And Brock F5s him, makes him look like a bitch. Lashley didn't even get one offensive maneuver in. Mm-hmm. And then the crowd chants one more time, and Brock does it. And I'm like, that's... Again, how do you get behind Lashley at this point if he's supposed to be the babyface? I don't think he is, though. Nah. I think they're just going to run with uh, with Lashley being a heel again, mm-hmm. and, and Brock will be the face, at least for this program. Yeah. And if, he's got, if, 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 they're, going, if they're putting Lashley back with MVP... Then Lashley's not going to be a face. Speaking of which, the Hurt Business, uh, they got to win. Oh, yeah. And they look pretty good. Cedric looked pretty good. And that's who they need to look good, considering that MVP and Shelton Benjamin are, like, in their late 40s. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with strapping the rocket to Cedric and letting him go. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Ralph Academy and Otis has his big beard back. And are they... uh... Was it me, or are they kind of they're starting to do face type things with Alpha Academy? I I feel like the beard on Otis is done on purpose. It's got to be right, and he's starting to do like the caterpillar again. Like that, this is like a face turn, and they're gonna keep building momentum for it. And I don't know if they'll be full face by Mania, but if they're not full face by Mania, they'll then they'll completely turn at Mania. Yeah, that's fair to say. Although. Chad doesn't really have a, a name that you can grunt as well as Tucky! Tucky! I didn't say Otis would be back to what he was. <laughs> um, we got a fatal four-way match with Carmella, Candice LeRae, Meechin, and Piper Niven. Uh, Corey was the best part of this match, which is never a good thing. Well, of course he was. His wife is in it. That was kind of amazing, like, just because he would say... What What do you think of the drawing beforehand? Dexter Loomis gives a drawing of the Gargano family and has Nikki Cross in the background, and they turn around, and Nikki Cross is right there, and then she scampers off like a squirrel who's been spotted. 
So first of all, I thought originally it was Indy. <laughs> yep, fair. Because I'm like, Candace goes, Texture, who's that? And it's some girl in a jacket. I'm like, is that Indy? And and then she goes, why is, why is Nikki Cross there? And then the camera pans out. Yeah, Nikki's like behind them like, <clears throat> oh my god, remember that Simpsons episode where Bart took the day off from school? It's like a peeping Tom is what she is. Hear me out. Okay. Bart takes the day off from school, right? He plays hooky, and he goes to one of those auctions, and they're like, sold to the young man for $4 million. And he's like, <laughs> and he runs away. <laughs> that was Nikki Cross. Um, I don't know why Nikki is doing what she's doing, but she's, it, it's... It reminds me of Nikki's got a secret. Nikki's got a secret. And I'm fine with that. That that could be fun. Um, that being said, I like Carmela's attitude. I do. I think she's always had a good stage presence about her. Mm-hmm. She has no business in the chamber other than to be pinned. <laughs> it is what it is. But But do you see it? Uh, going down the way everybody thinks it's going to be Asuka. Makes the most sense. I kind of wish she she ate Chelsea's lunch. Yeah. I kind of I wish, even for character-wise for Chelsea, I kind of wish Asuka dominated from bell to bell. And, and Chelsea I mean, the match was only two minutes long, so I don't know what you're expecting here. I know, but Chelsea got most of the offense in, and then Asuka like, hit her with like a spin kick, and that was like the end of it. <laughs> I want to see evil clown Asuka be dominant and and violent and basically John Moxley. <laughs> I mean, we uh, will probably get that in the chamber for sure. That would be fun. Uh, what else happened on Monday Night Raw? I don't know, we talked about, talked about Cody. We talked about the cage match. Yeah, yeah. Elias lost to Montez Ford. Oh, so how do you feel about Montez Ford being in the chamber and Dawkins not being? I mean, Montez is going to do the the big jumpy shit like yeah. RVD used to do. So, Do you think Montez Ford and Dawkins start to go their own separate ways? They might not even break <clears throat> up. They could just literally start having singles matches more often. Well, I mean, they it randomly teased that for like two weeks, and then completely gave completely stopped. Yeah. Um, whatever pay per view that was last year, or like we heard reports that you guys were yelling at each other, and then like a week later, nobody fucking mentioned it ever again. But um, I would like to see a nice change of pace where they they can stay a tag team and also have singles runs and nobody has any nobody has an issue with that uh they don't always look at the new day for example you don't always have to break up to go your own separate way that's right last thing i want to bring up um seth rollins made his presence known mm-hmm. and he he is an absolute treasure every time he's on TV. Now, yeah. there are definitely thoughts and rumors of him fighting Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But he is in this United States Championship Elimination Chamber match. Mm-hmm. Do you think he could win it? He's in that. 
we have Montez Ford, we have Seth, we have Damian Priest, and there's one person that's eluding me besides the champ, and I can't think of who it is. Bronson Reed. Oh, um, yeah, the one that's on Portland, that's right. Montez, Montez Ford, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Austin Theory, uh, Seth Rollins, and Judas Priest. <laughs> um... Yeah, just looking, just just looking at this at this picture, that uh, it 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 screams to me. Yeah, it's either Austin or Seth. What I unless, think is not nice. unless they actually try to make Bronson read a thing. No, I don't. No, not not at the expense of everybody else in this match. Um. So I know that a lot of people won't like this. But I feel like the United States Championship can be in a high-profile match at Mania, but doesn't necessarily need to be defended. For example, if- so look at the set. Look at the suit that Seth is wearing. In this, Isn't it great? This poster. It's fucking amazing. It's like iridescent, <laughs> like cotton candy colored. It's fantastic. He's dressing like Liberace at this point. <laughs> um. So, if Seth wins, and he's the United States champion, whether he defends it against Logan Paul or not, that doesn't matter. It's still going to be a, a, a great marquee match. Yeah. If Theory retains and he fights John Cena, you also don't need to have the United States championship on the line. That match sells itself. Right. Man, I want to see both those matches happen now. <laughs> right for sure for sure um yeah like I said Montez Ford is just in there to do high spots uh Gargano obviously skilled um could be a dark horse but I don't I don't see it here um Bronson Reed is in there to do big guy stuff I don't, I don't, and obviously we've got, what, two weeks until we need to do predictions for this or something like that. Right. Um, but just looking at this, looking at this match graphic, I don't see the title changing hands. So the, the other thing is, too, Damian Priest is doing some great work, especially in the ring. I mean, that dude went, what, 60 minutes in that tag gauntlet? Like, Finn worked half of it, and then they brought in Dom for, like, the last 20 or something, but... Priest was in there the whole time. Right. And by no fault of his own, I feel like Priest is the least most important person in his faction. Mm hmm. Because obviously Rhea is getting a huge spotlight right now. And Finn is, is always going to be essentially the mouthpiece for them. And probably the most dangerous as far as wrestlers go. And then, of course, you got Dom and all the heel work he's doing. So, I don't think Priest is doing anything wrong, but I would I would be very interested if, if Priest walked out of this with the United States Championship. That could be... That could fair. Be something. Very fair. But we'll see, because as you mentioned, that is in a couple of weeks. Uh, next week... The uh, Seth Rollins is on Miz TV, so that should be fun. 
Oh, what do you think of Boogs? Speaking of Miz TV. Boogs is back. And are we going to get Scrap Daddy versus Miz at Mania? No. <laughs> Adam Pierce is not wrestling. I mean, he did that one time. Kind of. He had a match. It counted. It's in the record books. Is that from the one I wasn't watching? Uh, I don't know. I think he fought Roman. <laughs> or, I don't remember if it was Roman, but he got his ass kicked. Anyway. And yes, that, that's a possibility. It might have been when you weren't watching. Uh... Yeah, Boogs. Boogs is back. Um, Boogs had a couple new like catchphrases that he's trying to get over. I'm not sure if it's going to work. I mean, the guy has all the energy in the world. He's like the main roster version of Thea Hale. So. Next week we get to see him fight again. Is he fighting Miz? Yeah, he is fighting Miz, huh? Yeah. Because Miz was talking shit. Yeah, because Miz was like, I was in a suit. I was in a $10,000 suit. If I didn't have to wear a suit, I could have beat you. And we're like, all right, fine. Next week, you can fight him without the suit. So, we'll see where that goes. But, uh, yeah. Raw is actually getting better. Not that yep. it was it was bad since Triple H came over, but it was definitely dull for a little bit. Yeah, fair. Um, and that now it seems to be heating up. I'm going to ask you this. If you could pick one celebrity to be at Mania and be involved in some way, shape, or form, who would it be? Any celebrity? Any celebrity. That would be allowed on family entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? It means that probably not somebody like a Cardi B. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that that not that that's who you would have picked. I'm, yeah, I'm right. just saying. Okay, go ahead. Any celebrity. Who would you want to see? When you said that, my brain went, what does he think? I'm going to pick a porn star? That's Troy, Sal. Troy's not here. That's true. So okay. Troy's not here, man. Huh. That's an interesting question that I wish I had more time to think of, think about. Because, uh, it's a dome piece. Without the, uh, without the meth, the brain's not working right. First thought would be Knoxville, just because I had so much fun last year. But I know you like it. I got my hair, hair, because you're a fucking sports poor piece of shit asshole. Yep. That's me. <laughs> That's me, because I don't give a shit about 50 something year old Johnny Knoxville anymore. And I barely did when he was 30. But anyway, <laughs> at least I acknowledged him. Uh, yeah, anybody... See, I'm trying to think, and the reason I, I thought of like, what celebrity would be fun to have... Like, obviously, we had Bad Bunny. I was going to say, I wouldn't mind Bad Bunny coming back. Um, I feel like the, that's always like a, a key spot for Miz, is to Miz, for Miz to be with a celebrity. So... Because he's the Hollywood guy. Yeah, so if if I had to pick a celebrity and he was going to be involved with Miz, um, God, there's so many different people that that 
you would love to see have a um, a mania moment with Miz. You know what I mean? Let's bring Drew Carey back. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I mean, I'd be down for... <laughs> I can't say this with a straight face. I'd be down for Miz and Maurice versus Nikki and Artem. <laughs> Why, you think just because you were on Twat Magic this week, you can bring that shit over to this show and think I'll talk about it? I was on Twat Magic. It was a fun time, man. I had a great time podcasting with with Troy and Lisa. Unfortunately, I had to watch a, an episode of Nikki Bella says I do. I will. I will turn this Skype call around, Mister. You leave that. You leave that shit with them. You hear me? It was fun. I had fun. All right. Are we done? Do we have anything else to talk cool. about? I got one other thing. That I oh, all right, you got one other thing. Right. The, the, the battle of two video games. Um, because there were a lot a lot of big things coming out about 2K23 uh, this week. And uh, and we got uh, some some brief information about AEW fight eventually. Um, uh, they were able to get their teen rating for, a, for the AEW game that will come out at some point and have God knows who on the roster. Uh, from two years ago, but um, yeah, the, ER, so the ESRB did, did uh, agree to rate it teen. Uh, in the description as to why, one of the things they noted was that in certain match types, you could use things like barbed wire baseball bats, or, and I quote directly from the report, Molotov cocktails. Oh, for the love of fucking Christ. What fucking match has a Molotov cocktail in it? Apparently, uh, some type of death match on AW Fight <laughs> for Never. Jesus Christ. Also, this game is starting to sound more and more like that terrible WWF Attitude game where Yokozuna just bleated fish all over the place. That wasn't Attitude. That was uh, In Your House. That was the sequel to WrestleMania, the arcade game. Oh, WrestleMania, the arcade game is what I was thinking. Okay. Yes. Uh, terrible fucking game. Anyway. Oh, it was not that great. That game was fantastic for what it was. For what it was, sure. But then you had like real wrestling games like No Mercy and SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Years later. Years? No Mercy yes. came out in 90... Uh, what was it? 2000? And WrestleMania the arcade game was like ninety five, right? Yeah, that's years later, Sal. Sure, I guess. It was a different company. It was a claim that did WrestleMania, and then they the uh, the license switched, and THQ was No Mercy in WrestleMania two thousand. Now, for a while, you were streaming two K twenty two, right? Uh, a very short while. Now, did you enjoy that game? I never got like any follow up on that. Like, did did you go through the career mode and stuff? I I honestly haven't played a lot of it. Okay. Uh, just because I basically stopped streaming and I don't have a lot of time free time on my hands. Um, so I have been wanting to play it more. Please excuse my cat. Um, but uh, I just don't have. It's not like I've been thinking uh, recently. I've been thinking I should get back into it now that we're talking about. The next one. I was going to say, but are you going to get the next one? <laughs> yeah, I, I do need to start saving up the $119 to get the uh, Super Deluxe. 
Oh, pre-order, pre-order I gonna, bonus edition. I was going to say not to pull a Vicky Guerrero, but excuse me, a hundred and nineteen dollars. No, that's the same. That's the same price as the NWO Deluxe pre-order edition was for. And and how much uh, is the? Hang on. This is literally me at the dealership when I go to buy a car. How much is the regular edition without all the bells and whistles? Hang on, hang on. I'll find it. I gotta. Not that I have an X-Gen system, but, you know. I gotta remember what the fucking... What's, can you not sit on my mouse when I'm trying to use it? Uh, Alright, so 2K23. There's the Standard Edition, the Deluxe Edition, and the Icon Edition. Um, the Standard Edition just comes with the Bad Bunny bonus pack, which is a playable Bad Bunny character and a Ru- Ruby Bad Bunny My Faction card. I, I will say this, I really wish that less of these pre-order bonuses was My Faction stuff, because I never fucking play the My Faction mode. Oh, well, there you go. Um, it's this weird, like, you collect trading cards and then that's your roster to do these fight cards, and it's it, I, I have no interest in what's are. Yeah. The Deluxe Edition, uh, if you order it digitally, gets you three-day early access, which uh, same thing as last year. Uh, you get the Bad Bunny Pack. You also get the Deluxe Edition content, which is the Season Pass, which includes all five DLC packs, a Mega Boost for My Rise, the Supercharger, whatever the fuck that is, uh, John, a Ru- one Ruby John Cena My Faction Evo card, one Emerald Bianca Belair My Faction card, one Gold Asuka My Faction card, one Gold Edge My Faction card, and three basic premium launch My Faction packs. And then your Icon Edition includes your three-day early access, your Bad Bunny bonus pack, your Deluxe Edition contact, your Ruthless Aggression content, which is uh, playable prototype Cena, one-time prototype Cena My Faction card, playable Leviathan Batista, Playable throwback Randy Orton, playable throwback Brock Lesnar, John Cena Legacy Championship belt, WrestleMania 22 Arena, a Emerald Paul Heyman Manager My Faction card, and three Deluxe Premium Launch My Faction packs. So the uh, again this year I would do the Icon Edition for all the OVW stuff, um, because I'm interested in what they're doing with that, along with that WrestleMania 22 Arena, but. Um, and apparently, this year, if you get the PC edition, which I did last year, uh, apparently last year the PC edition of 22, 2K22 was the uh, PS4 Xbox One edition, as opposed to the PS5 Xbox Series X edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, apparently for 2K23, the PC edition is the PS5 Xbox Series S or X or whatever. Edition, so it's the same. Interesting. Now, when you but, say the PC edition, is this exclusive to Steam? Is that how all PC games are now? Uh, I, yeah, yeah. For this one, at least, it is through Steam. So you click there, you go here, and it is one nineteen ninety nine for the Icon edition, uh, ninety nine ninety nine for the Deluxe edition, and fifty nine ninety nine for the Basic edition. Okay. So it's been years since I bought a new game, like a new, new game. But um, Steam has made it possible that I don't need to own a next-gen console. Right. I just need a computer that can support it. And so far, right. so far, my computer's done all right with Steam games. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them take, like, a little bit of a long time to load up. For some reason, Fall Guys does. I don't understand why. But... I just have to order by March 16th in order to get the... 
I will definitely consider for the first time in God knows how long uh, this WWE 2K3, uh, 2K23, 2K. Yeah. Uh, it looks really good. Looks mm-hmm. really good. And Carmelo Hayes is in it, although I think it's a DLC, but still. Um, I don't know if they've actually announced what the DLC packs are versus what the actual roster is. Just that. Just that the season pass includes all five post-launch DLC character packs, which is what always happens. Mm. I don't think they've actually said what the DLC packs are yet, which makes me think that Mello might actually be on the standard roster. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's because Mello don't but, miss. But anyway, yes, I need to save up $120 so I can so I can buy this game before March 16th. Buy the game. Buy the game. Well, I just need to save up the money for it. I know. It does drop March 17th is the release date. So, uh, And yeah, the, the, the showcase mode returns this year as an interactive sports documentary focusing on the 20-year career of John Cena. Uh, plus, as we said, War Games is finally in a video game, uh, which is really cool. I've been I've been watching some videos on Twitter that have been posted of gameplay of the war games and it just looks really fucking cool. Nice. So, uh, that is all I have. I just wanted to because as I am the resident wrestling video game guy on this channel for some reason. All right. Well, that's about all I have. I think we mm. covered everything, and I think we did a damn good job doing it. I think so. So. That being so. Said, Adam, why don't you send us on home this week? <laughs> I love that you just take over hosting for the last six seconds to do that. Yep. Excuse me, one moment. Didn't want to cough into the microphone. Um, I guess that means that um, some combination of the four of us will... Uh, five of us? Four of us? How many, how many fucking are there? This thing? Four anyway. and a quarter. Don't talk about Troy's dick like that. I meant that Ginger comes on four times a year. <laughs> for the big four, that's about it. Ginger, Ginger comes four times a year, Mark. That down. <laughs> and some some combination of us, Troy's dick included or not, who knows? We'll run your ass down next week. Bye-bye. Bye, Sam. one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip you atv and zip line through the jungle you don't just go somewhere new you rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples because this isn't just any vacation this is all the vacations come seek the royal caribbean ships registry bahamas
You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.